Ladies and gentlemen, and fellow golfers, for your entertainment. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa, brought to you by the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop, America's most awarded golf facility. Nature Wood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality. Welcome in. This is another edition of the Golf to Go Radio Hour. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa. Hello, Scott Marsh. Hello, Frank LaRosa. How are you doing today? doing fantastic always good when i know we've got an hour of golf talk we do have an hour of golf talk and we have it filled to the brim uh we have uh, jason scott vegan from, uh, from golf pass is going to talk about um readers um votes uh, rather than his top 25 list of california what uh, the readers of golf pass suggested are their 25 top golf courses and with any list there'll be some controversy but it's kind of a fun discussion it's a great way to go over some of some great courses in our state. Tim Walsh, director of sales from Western United States for Bridgestone Golf, is going to talk to us about the new Tour B line and uh, this brand new uh, concept called Mindset, which uh, Jason Day is is uh, really a, a proponent of. And we're going to find out what that's all about. Cannot wait. I love playing Bridgestone golf balls. All that coming up and more on this edition of the Golf to Go Radio Hour. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa on Sacktown Sports. You are listening to the Golf to Go Radio Hour. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. Hello, everyone. I'm Frank LaRosa along with uh, Scott Marsh and uh, an old friend, Jason Scott Deegan, is with us. Jason is the uh, managing editor of Golf Pass. And uh, if you're on any kind of uh, newsletters or things like that on social media, I'm sure you've read uh, much of what Jason has written. He's a prolific writer and uh, and a good friend. Jason, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi, Frank. Hi, Scott. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. You always uh, have some interesting thing going on. I I, I love, uh, you know, the notion of the lists that you do. And and we're going to get into one that's, uh, you know, that that uh, is going to uh, create a lot of uh, a lot of confusion in some minds and uh, and others are just going to nod and say you're absolutely right but uh, before we get into that let's just remind people of who you are how how long have you been uh, in in the golf writing business um well it's uh, funny you ask that question because this year is a big year uh, i started in 1999 so this is my 25th anniversary um, I've been with Golf Channel and NBC Sports Next since 2011, and Golf Pass launched in 2020. So uh, it's just kind of been a step-by-step evolution over the years to uh, what I'm doing today. Congratulations! And and actually, we've known each other almost that long because uh, we we both were were on uh, one of the early uh, golf trips that uh, that either one of us had when we went out to. Um, What's the name of that golf course out in? Yeah, Circling Raven, I think you're thinking of in Idaho. Yeah, that was a a lot of fun. Uh, As I mentioned, one of the things uh, that that writers will do, I think that uh, that it's it's always interesting to people when they see a list uh, because everybody is an expert at that point and and they get to to decide, well, Jason, you don't know what you're talking about. Your list just doesn't compare to mine. Uh, This particular list, if I'm not mistaken, is titled the top 25 golf courses in California, correct? That is correct. And it's part of our golfer's choice 2024, um, you know, series of lists that we create every year. And basically what this list does is calculate reviews 
from everyday golfers. And then, you know, we launched them between January and March and, you know, we put them out there and people can debate away. I, I love the fact that this comes from, from regular players, you know, uh, guys like us that are out on the weekend or, you know, maybe take a, a couple of days during the week and go play. This is not your top list, uh, nor is it mine or Scott's, but, uh, this is a compilation of comments that you've gotten over the year from from regular players, and I I think that at its at its at its truest sense, that's that's a list that really makes sense to people. I think that's where you know the interest comes from because every year it's so dynamic; it changes. You know, uh, a course can have a weather event, or you know, have a bad superintendent year where you know, conditions go down, well, suddenly that impacts the ratings and reviews that we get. And they could be a top five course one year and outside of the top 25 the next. So every year is a new surprise. And I think that makes it fun and interesting. That That is very interesting. I hadn't even considered that because obviously that goes into uh, into people's comments about what they what they liked about the golf course. It's funny. I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, could I come up with a top 25? And, and, um, I think I would have a tough time limiting it to 25. I mean, there's such incredible golf uh, here in, in uh, well, throughout the state, but certainly in Northern California. You're from Michigan. You know, uh, I, has anybody ever asked you to compare uh, golf, Michigan and, and California and, and what the differences might be? And, you know, if you put your hand to the fire, which do you prefer? Yeah, I basically tell people I've lived in two best golf destinations in America. Um, and I and I think Northern California edges out Michigan. Uh, Michigan has better value and a deeper roster, I would say, of public courses um, that are, you know, four-star caliber. But California, you know, crushes it on the top end with uh, PGA Tour courses like Old Greenwood and you know, TPC Harding Park and Pebble Beach. Um, but, you know, both places are spectacular. Uh, I think another part that helps Northern California edge out is, you know, just being on the ocean. Uh, you can also factor in the mountains of Tahoe and, you know, just those varied landscapes. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get, I, 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 you know, kudos for Northern California. I, in the back of my mind thought uh you know you being from michigan you you might uh you might go to that side but uh you know it's 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 probably a pretty close um contest when you when you think about uh again when you think about it from the player's point of view you know uh, access uh, affordability things like that but but that's not our list our list here today is the top 25 courses in northern california as uh, judged by regular players through golf pass and scott you and i haven't even had a chance to talk about this list so it's going to be interesting to get your comments uh, as we go through as well we did a drum roll here let's get it going all right number 25 uh is a course that's uh that's basically in our backyard the reserve at spanos park um that's course is what maybe 10 12 14 years old something like that um or is my calendar really really off it's um i've played it a few times scott i don't know have you have you played the reserve i have unfortunately never played that course but to your point this is a course i've heard a lot about from from people who i know and friends and everything else so it doesn't surprise me to to see that it made the top 25 what uh, what was it about it that uh, that got people's attention jason 
I think um, I've never played it, so I can't personally comment. Uh, but again, you got to look at who's creating the list. Um, you know, if, if it's an architectural panel, Pebble Beach is going to be number one. All, all of the courses you hear that are nationally ranked, that's they're going to be on this list. But this list is by paying golfers. So what I think happens with our lists is people want to feel like they got bang for their buck. They want to feel like they got value. So if they put $50 down and feel like they played a $75 golf course, suddenly that's great reviews. If they pay $200 and feel like they only got a $100 golf course, then the reviews are going to suffer a little bit. So there's a little bit of a yin and yang, uh, you know, a tug of war over, you know, does this course deliver what I'm hoping it will when I pay my money? And I think that expectation ultimately brings, you know, kind of these under the radar courses into the mix, like the reserve at Spanos Park. Having uh, played it a couple of times, I, I can tell you that it's uh, it's a relatively flat layout with a lot of water and um, and it can get very windy there in the afternoons. But I've I've never had a bad experience there. I always thought it was a lot of fun. So that's uh, that's number 25. At uh, number 24, we've got the Mountain Vista Golf Club, Santa Rosa. I've not played that course. Tell us about it. Yeah, that's that's another one that's uh, under the radar in uh, the Coachella Valley, you know, Palm Springs area. I think, again, it delivers value where, you know, the peak green fee is 140 bucks. If you've been down to Palm Springs lately, a lot of the peak green fees are 250 and up. So... You know, in terms of what value it's delivering for its everyday paying golfers, uh, this course is, you know, hitting the mark. I think it's uh, th that's one of the benefits of of a list like this. It's going to introduce us to courses that uh, we've never heard of or never played. Um, and uh, with an impending trip to uh, to Palm Desert coming up for me, it may be one I might have to put on my list. Yeah, so I've played 14 of these 25 courses, so I'm familiar with more than half of them. But like you, I, I think they put courses on your radar and you're like, oh, well, I'm curious about that. Maybe, maybe I should give that a try next time. And then, um, you know, maybe you find a value pick. Maybe you find that it's more fun than the golf course you normally play. So, yeah, it's just introducing a whole new set of uh, courses that maybe can open your eyes to other things coming in at number 23 is of course uh, scott i know you've played and love yochadihi at uh, cash creek casino resort yes that is not surprising to me i would say i'm surprised it's number 23 and not higher because that course anytime i talk to any of my buddies or anything else that is their favorite course to play in northern california so just in terms of accessibility able to get on everything else so that's i'm I, not surprised at all jason Scott, I'll echo that. Um, you know, so this year is our 10th year of golfer's choice. And Yochidihi is the only course that has ever finished number one nationally twice. Wow. And so it's always very highly ranked. I don't know why it slid down the list a little bit this year. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't see any trend in the reviews that made it say, oh, they had a bad year with the greens or the bunkers or whatnot maybe just a couple of random bad Apple reviews that dropped it a little bit, but it always 
definitely belongs on this list and is a great place to play. Yeah. At 22, another course I've played, Desert Willow Golf Resort. It's the Mountain View course. They have two courses there. What, what a spectacular um, municipal facility that is in, in, in Palm Springs. Yeah, that's, um, you know, the other Desert Willow course is also on this list, Firecliff. Um, the term municipal means something completely different in uh, Coachella Valley, right? You get these huge clubhouses, you get, um, you know, all these sorts of extra amenities just because the competition is so fierce down there. So um, it what's a municipal down there is really a high-end public course at most places. Another course that we all know in our backyard at number 21, Timber Creek Golf Course. You guys need to fill me in. I haven't been. Oh, Tell me oh, that absolutely, why I, absolutely why I no make surprise. No surprise on that one, too. It is kept like a country club course. Every time you go out there, it's just in pristine condition. It's very playable. It's really enjoyable. And um, yeah, that that is a no brainer also. You know, I, we have to go back again to uh, to the the basis for this. It's it's uh, regular golfers reviews, and uh, you know, some might say, you know, why is Timber Creek there and and Pebble Beach isn't there? But uh, again, it comes down to experience and and golf courses. My experience, and and I've been playing it for years. I I think that's the first place I met Billy Casper because he was the designer of that golf course. And he was out uh, the day it opened. So it's always had a, a special place in my heart and a fond memory, having spent that time with Billy. At number 20, Ridge Creek Dinuba Golf Club. That's uh, one new to me. I don't even know where Dinuba is. I was hoping you local Californians would <laughs> fill me in on this. I didn't do my geography research. Uh, I guess I guess we need a, a research team for this call next time. Any, any help, Scott? None whatsoever. All None. right. Well, we'll, well, next time we talk, we're definitely going to fill in and find out where that is and um, tell tell people all about it. Because clearly it's it's doing yeah. um, the job right with service and conditioning and price and keeping a lot of golfers happy. At number 19, the other Desert Willow Golf uh, Resort course, Firecliff, as you just mentioned a moment ago. I think they're interchangeable. You know, you can't go wrong picking either one. It's not like one is a step above the other. You know, they're both kept in just immaculate condition. They both feature the same sort of mountain views. So, you know, you're good with either one. You can't go wrong. You know, you mentioned the the spectacular clubhouses. Um, having lunch on that back deck uh, of of that clubhouse and and looking at the the golf courses spread out and the people coming in on either nine or 18, I'm not sure what, what hole that actually is, but uh, the conditioning is beautiful. Uh, people are having a good time. It's, it's really a, a great place to spend a day. So at number um, 18, <clears throat> the course at Wente Vineyards. Wente's been on my local bucket list. Like if you were going to give me, a list of 10 courses in Northern California that I haven't played yet. It's number one. Um, haven't made the drive out there yet. I've had some friends that have gone out there and they loved it. Um, sounds like it's super hilly. So that makes for a lot of scenery, but a lot of tough, um, you know, uphill approach shots. So, you know, bring your A game because Greg Norman usually uh, designs some tough golf courses. 
And that course runs through vineyards as well. And uh, it's, it's really spectacular. And they used to have the, the greatest media days in the world because uh, their, uh, their four-star chef would, would prepare some things that were uh, uh, things that uh, us lowly media types weren't used to. So uh, that again has a, has a warm place in my heart and it's got um, uh, the, the, the cart path goes from the, from the floor up to the, to the top to uh Oh, I forget what what hole that actually is, but even the 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 golf cart experience is 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 interesting as well. Have you played there, Scott? I have not. I've heard of it, but I've never played there. All right, that's on our list. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually take uh, a moment and uh, take uh, a moment to uh, to pay some bills, but uh, and and continue this list. But before we do go away, number seventeen is Rancho Solano Golf Course in the Fairfield area. You guys are my local experts. Tell me all about it. I haven't been. It's another course that feels like a country club type course. It's very challenging, but it's a very nice course. And I can see why it makes this list as well. The theme here on this list is courses that are in just great shape at the public level, affordable and accessible. So I I, I get the trend that we've seen here for, for this year and I'm sure for the years past. One of the benefits to golfers at, at that golf course is uh, huge. I mean, huge greens. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it really is an opportunity to uh, to hit greens in regulation. You, I mean, you might have a 150 foot putt, but at least you hit a green in regulation. And and as Scott says, it's beautiful and and uh, partners with a uh, Paradise Valley across the the freeway as well. So we've got uh, the top 16 coming up and we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Jason Scott Deegan right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa on Sacktown Sports. We are back on the Golf to Go Radio Hour. Frank LaRosa, Scott Marks, welcoming in uh, Jason Scott Deegan. Uh, Jason is the managing editor of Golf Pass. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it online and uh, has uh, has come to tell us about his list of the top 25 golf courses in in california when i say his list that's probably a bit of a misnomer because this is a, a list that basically was put together from comments uh, made by um regular players just like us that go out every weekend and play a course and and uh jason they're looking for value they're looking for fun and and they're looking for a good experience right absolutely yeah i think you hit it on the head you need to have a combination of um a good price point uh, you need to deliver um, what you ask golfers to pay. You know, you need to deliver some good service. You need to have some nice, clean facilities. The golf course needs to be fun and in, in good to great shape. And that all adds up to a five-star review, even if, quote, unquote, the experts don't call it a five-star golf course. It's a five-star experience for most of us. Most of us aren't playing Pebble Beach and Riviera every weekend. So we're comparing it to our day-to-day -day golf experience, not the bucket list of all bucket lists. Talk about a five-star review. Number 16 on the list, Pelican Hill Golf Club uh, did get five stars in, in the reviews. The Ocean North Course, uh, have either of you boys played that? I've been lucky enough to play both the Pelican Hill courses and the Ocean South Course is at number 11 on our list. And these are just two of the most spectacular golf experiences you can have. You know, views like Pebble Beach, ocean holes, um, just immaculate condition, 
the, the typical Orange County lifestyle that you would see on, um, you know, I'm going to date myself here, but lifestyles of the rich and famous where <laughs> just everything is top notch and dialed into perfection. Number 15 is the Indian Wells Golf Resort Celebrity Course. What a beautiful course and experience this is as well. Uh, as, as you suggested earlier, the incredible clubhouses um, at the uh, the Palm Desert Golf Courses. And uh, when you get out on the golf course, um, there there is no disappointment at all. Incredible conditioning, beautiful use of water and so on and so forth. The Celebrity Course is, is really something else. Yeah, I think Indian Wells, like outside of Augusta and a couple of other, like maybe Aviara, like they use flowers and natural landscaping better than just about anywhere else. They really take care of every detail, even off the fairways and greens. It's really beautiful. Another uh, golf course down there at number 14, the Heritage Palms Golf Club in Indio. Uh, that's one I've not played. Scott or Jason? Negative for me. Absolutely a negative for me. It's uh, it, it suddenly goes on the list. It piques my interest. And I think it's another one of those under the radar value picks where customers are showing up and they're loving what they're seeing for what they're paying. And I think that, you know, warms people's heart more than anything these days, right? Because green fees are rising. Inflation's rough these days. Uh, people are worried about their jobs uh, with it seems like they've been predicting a recession for three years now. So <laughs> any course that's, um, you know, giving you some value for your dollar is, uh, is really hitting home. And uh, there were a lot of reviews on that golf course as well. So it's, it's probably one we need to try. Number well, the, the, the cool thing about this list, let me just chime in real quick yeah. is we had 458 courses reviewed in California and we had almost 35,000 reviews. Wow. So this isn't just like a hundred people voting on these courses. These are, you know, 450 golf courses are being looked at by everyday golfers. Um, and then, you know, 35,000 reviews. So people are, you know, they're getting reviewed and uh, you know, it's, it's adding up into an interesting list. As an everyday golfer, Scott, how about you comment on number 13, old Greenwood golf course? Yes, that's another no-brainer on this list. It's incredible that it's a public course open to anybody. So much fun. Now, that is a very challenging course, to say the least, uh, but it, it's so much fun. And, and to the point of the, 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 the views and the fact that it's up in the Truckee area, which is so gorgeous, uh, just an incredible course. Well, a lot of Truckee courses have gone private in the last five years, so it's such a boon for public golf that it's still open to the public and that they can play a PGA tour post course. And, um, you know, it's a Jack Nicholas course, so it's definitely tournament tough. Jack, uh, was out there to open the golf course, uh, for their uh, opening ceremonies. And he played around with his son, Jackie and, uh, Jack had, had just recently had uh, hip surgery, I think, but, uh, Still found a way to walk the course and, and shoot a smooth 73. So he still had it then. <laughs> Great day. Number 12, Shadow Ridge uh, Golf Club. And that is in uh, Palm Desert as well. A lot of, lot of courses in that area. Yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of golfers, you know, get tired of the winters. So they head down that direction for four or five months, play as much as they can. 
and, you know, just soak up the great conditions. You know, all those courses are overseeded down there. So they're in mid condition, green fairways. So I think, you know, when they go back home, if they're playing in LA or here in Northern California, it's kind of brown, kind of gloomy, but down in the desert, everything is just green and lush. So that adds to, you know, high review scores. And I just played Marriott um, Shadow Ridge a month ago. I was in Palm Springs and love the golf course. It's one of those modern designs with big greens and big bold bunkers and um, you know, you have to be a ball striker to take it on, which I am not, but it's, uh, it's definitely one to play down there for sure. The other course at Pelican Hill, as you suggested, the Ocean South course comes in at number 11. So the unique court, uh, thing about that golf course is, you know, the, a couple of greens right on the ocean. And I just remember my round probably 10 years ago now where I was getting ready to tee it up. And the person I was playing with said, hold on, hold on, take a look at this. And it was, I don't know what you call a flock of penguins, not penguins, pelicans. They flew right over top of me, right at the exact moment I was getting ready to hit. Like it was just the most California moment ever, right? You're on the ocean, they fly by. It felt like it was a spectacular experience just meant for me. Hey, it could have been penguins, Jason. <laughs> I think the story is better with penguins. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, okay. A real story, right? If it, was, <laughs> if it was penguins overhead. All right, we've got the top ten, and and we're uh, running against time. We got about probably seven minutes to do the top ten. Country Club at Saboba Springs in San Jacinto, number ten. New to me. It's a really nice public course. Um, it's near a casino, so it might be casino run. And usually casino courses, you know, pay a lot of extra money to make sure um, the conditioning is great and it's well run. So definitely a nice golf course in Southern California. Number nine, Rancho Vista Golf Course in Palmdale. That's a, that's a mystery one to me. Obviously, it's another one of those um making customers happy with a good rate and good service so um, put it on your list and give it a try and send in a review Madeira's golf club comes in at number eight and that is in poway yeah Madeira's is one of southern california's you know big guns uh run by troon golf everything is on point it's it's a gorgeous facility up in the hills kind of north of uh san diego Definitely must play for you guys if you haven't been. This one uh, was a bit of a surprise because I, you know, I've played it and um, I, I was just surprised to see it on the list. It's uh, because it's down San Jose area, Cinnabar Hills Golf Course. Uh, I, I, it, as I remember, it's a 36-hole facility, but they have one of the greatest golf museums uh, around. Yeah, it's 27 holes, actually. Um, but, you know... It's kind of a love it or hate it golf course because it's target golf. So, you know, you can lose some balls out there and that might rub some people the wrong way, but there's also some beautiful views up there. And, um, you know, it's my local course. It's about five miles from my house. So try to get there once every couple of years. Definitely an un unsung gem here in the Bay Area. Again, a lot of reviews on that course as well. Number six, Carmel Valley Ranch Resort. Uh, that's a 
It's a beautiful spot. Um, it's a it's a relatively short course, and it's really a kind of a love it or hate it kind of course because of the length. I I've always uh, really enjoyed it. I haven't played it, but again, an, another one of those probably on my top two or three Northern California courses that I desperately want to see and just haven't had the time yet. But um, Pete Dye design, I think one of the rare Pete Dye designs outside of the desert in California. So. Uh, definitely uh, a cool place uh, near the Monterey Peninsula. All right, number five, Paso Robles Golf Club, obviously in Paso Robles. I have, since I've only been in California a decade, I've never been to Paso Robles. So <laughs> why don't you guys tell me all about it? Scott? I wish I could. I've passed by it, but I've never played it. Is that where the Paso Robles comes from? Passing exactly. <laughs> yeah. Number four, the Classic Club uh, in Palm Desert. I, I, this is a course I've played. It's a beautiful golf course. It's on the windier side of of the freeway, so in the afternoons uh, the wind can come up a little and and you know make it a tough play. But again, a lot of a lot of reviews on this course as well. Yeah, the Classic Club is one of the quote unquote classic courses of the desert. What makes it really unique is there's a lot of water on it. So um, it kind of stands alone amongst uh, all the other desert courses. Uh, you you got to be careful where you're hitting your ball because there's lots of agua. Number three, Pine Mountain Lake in Groveland. That, again, was a little bit of a surprise. But uh, I suppose for people that live up there, it's probably a, a great experience. Yeah, another one of those. I'd never heard of it before this list was generated, but... Um, I, I love the definition of, you know, off the beaten path, you know, courses that maybe you've heard somebody mention or you've seen it on a map and you've never stopped by. Well, this list gives you a reason to say, hey, it's third in California. Somebody likes it. I, I need to go try it. At number two, right down the road from Carmel Valley Ranch, Quail Lodge Resort and Golf Club. Uh, a great experience. Uh, I've played there a number of times and uh um, it's a facility that uh, was was I, I was going to say redesigned, but I, I guess refreshed probably 10, 12 years ago by Todd Eckenrode and um, great, great experience. Yeah, I think the reason Quail Lodge and Carmel Valley hit this list is, again, both $200 or less tee times, mm -hmm. um, which obviously for the average golfer is is an expense, but considering the you know, the $600 at Pebble Beach and, you know, some of the other prices on the Monterey Peninsula, it's got a little bit of value component to it. So it works for people. And at number one is a golf course I've never played in Temecula, the Journey at Pechanga. Come on, Scott. Have you played it? Never played there, unfortunately. Oh, man, this is a keeper for sure. I'm, I'm glad to see a name course end up at number one because mm -hmm. this is associated with a casino. It's in mint condition year round. Uh, it's got one of the all time great drop shots in America. I think it drops like 200 feet from a fairway to a green. So it's just one of those you hit your shot and then you count to 10 and then it finally lands. So <laughs> it's just like the coolest experience. Jason Scott Deegan, the managing editor of Golf Pass. This is uh, the top 25 golf courses in California as uh, as judged by regular regular players and uh, all of the comments you guys put together and came up with this list and 
for those that are interested in in uh, a little deeper, how would they find this list online? Yeah, just head to golfpass.com. And then we have a drop down menu for our golfers choice lists. We have America's top 50. We have state by state lists. We have best pace of play, all these different sorts of lists that, um, you know, honor these golf courses that are really impressing reviewers. Jason, uh, you've, you've played a lot of golf courses and uh, sometime you and I should just talk about your top 25 and see how it compares to mine or, or to Scott's even. And, uh, you know, that, that, that may bore others, but it might be fun for us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've kind of avoided doing the ranking because, again, it's just splitting hairs, right? Like, how do I determine that Pebble Beach is better than Pacific Dunes? Obviously, the bank, the magazines have to do it because that's how, um, you know, they generate readers. But for me, um, I, I'm holding off on a top 50. Maybe I'll reveal it in my book in 10 years. <laughs> you know, uh, this is the kind of list, obviously, that everybody's going to go, well, how come uh, Pacific Grove wasn't on there or how come this or that? And 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 that's the great thing about lists. It, it, it you know, it invites this kind of this uh uh, discussion and uh, my favorite and your favorite and and ultimately it's just all really good for the game I think yeah yeah I tell people if your candidate isn't on the list then you need to vote and how do you vote you put in a review so some courses didn't make the list this year because they didn't have enough reviews so if you see if you think Pebble needs to be on there and you've played it in the last couple of years, go review it. And that's how you um, get your voice heard and get your candidate on the list. But having said it. that, Frank, I'm surprised Morro Bay, or excuse me, I'm surprised Pacific Grove wasn't on that list. And Morro Bay is another one that I was waiting for you to to name that didn't, but it might make it in, in next year's poll, right? Yeah, I think they're both a little quirky in the layout regard. And then also maybe conditioning's a little too hit or miss mm -hmm. on both. Yeah, but um, super fun golf courses, just, you know, a great day out near the ocean or on the ocean. So I love those choices, Scott. Sandpiper also, another one. Yeah, yeah a higher level. I think we're creating another list. We're going yes. to set up for another show. <laughs> Dark horse. Another Jason, one. thanks so much for spending some time with us. Appreciate uh, every time you're on the show and uh, go go write something that we can have you back on and, and uh, we'll we'll argue whether whether we agree with you or not and and again that that's uh, in my mind it's all great for the game yeah i really appreciate you guys and um the chance to promote golfer's choice and golf pass and look forward to the next one this is the golf to go radio hour sacktown sports back with more right after it's the golf to go hour with frank Larosa on sacktown sports welcome back in you are listening to the golf to go radio hour Sacktown Sports 1140. Scott Marsh and Frank LaRosa here welcoming in a good friend, uh, Tim Walsh, Director of Sales uh, for the Western United States for Bridgestone Golf, a frequent contributor to the show. And Tim, nice to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's It's been a while. And, um, you know, the um, the whole golf ball business is 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 really unique, I, I think, in that um, uh we all we all kind of want to play a, a golf ball that uh, maybe our, our our heroes play or that our friends play or something like that and and that's not necessarily the right thing to do and we'll probably get into some fitting uh, thoughts as as we move along but just just to back up just a little bit you're you're not a rookie in this business you've been in the golf business a few years 
Yeah, been been a long time. Got into it in uh, 1988, way back when. Uh, and I was with TaylorMade for 16 years, and then was at Cleveland Trixon for 11. I've been with uh, Bridgestone for eight now, so it's been uh, it's been a nice run. Absolutely, and uh, and you are you are certainly one of the good guys in the business. Uh, Thank as you. I, as I as I kind of mentioned, the uh, you know choosing a golf ball is is. Um, you know, it, there there are so many factors that uh, that that get involved. Um, you know, Scott and I um, sometimes play the same golf ball. Sometimes we play different golf balls. And um, you know, I think uh, for for some people it has to do with what you have in the bag, and for others it's well, I'm I'm only going to play this. Bridge right. has really uh, you know grown leaps and bounds over the last uh, decade in terms of. Uh, being a, a real player in the in the golf ball business, tell us a little bit about that growth. Well, it's it's been pretty dramatic, um, especially during the pandemic. I mean, it it absolutely exploded, and we're we're seeing a little bit of an adjustment uh, now that we're kind of back to uh, a semi normal. But the business is, is still very very good, um, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to a, a really good year. We have an aggressive uh, goal to reach, and uh, we think we'll get there. But we're off to a good start. We had uh, some some really good pre books, which are beginning to ship as we speak. Um, this has uh, been the the launch week for for mindset and the new tour B. So uh, yeah, knock on wood, we're gonna have another good year. You have a, a, a line of, of golf balls that, uh, you know, certainly Tour B is, is your premium golf ball, but, but across the line, you, you really do have a golf ball for everybody. And, and finding out which golf ball uh, is, is the right one for you is, is in some cases a mystery to people because we don't, we don't really understand what spin means and, you know, what the difference is around the greens as opposed to, as opposed to uh, off the tee. Most people just want to hit it as far as they can. I, I took the time to go through your little uh, fitting uh, app on on the website, and I found it really interesting. And uh, there are two ways to go at it, and and one of them is just to answer a few questions. And it actually came out with the Bridgestone golf ball that I play. So I thought, gee, <laughs> I was smart at some point and made the right decision. But oh, that's awesome! Now, now, what ball are you playing now? The RXS. Perfect. Yeah. And um, Scott, are you the RX or RXS? rx yeah 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 you no, that's good it's just mo most people should be playing a lower compression ball which is what the rx and rxs is um because if if you don't have the club head speed for for the actual tour ball you're, you're going to lose distance and um and i'm glad we're educating the the consumers on on really what they should be playing and um we're getting there we have a we have a long ways to go but you know if, if you're not if you're not an accomplished player, you probably shouldn't be in the, you know, the, the high compression golf ball. You should be in the low compression. And that's what I play and you play and Scott plays. Well, and Bridgestone has done really a, a lot over the years in terms of getting at this fitting process and, and uh, tried a number of different approaches to make sure that people are playing the right golf ball. Right. Exactly. And uh, fitting is, is always been, you know, first and foremost for, for Bridgestone Golf, we started that. We had the vans out there. And uh, this year we're getting back into it in a very big way. We're hiring uh, ball fitting teams 
they will be out there beginning in uh, mid-April and go through the summer. Um, so that's really going to help. So we're we're 100% committed. We we started the ball fitting, and and we want to take it to the next level this year. The, the the notion of bringing out a golf ball just boggles my mind. Um, you know, if you can, I don't know if you can briefly uh, explain, but you know, from from design to uh, packaging, how long is the process? What goes into doing that? It takes a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we do normally. Um, it's a two year life cycle. And so we're, we're constantly working on the, the next generation. And and uh, literally, we just launched the uh, the last the new tour B last week. So uh, we're looking forward to that. It's uh, it's a it's a nice improvement, a subtle improvement from the, the 22 ball. But it's, uh, you know, you, you get to a point where how are you going to improve it anymore? But uh, our engineers are fantastic. We've got 900 of them, believe it or not. And uh, and so it really helps us get innovative and come out with a product that, that performs above and beyond the prior gen. That's an interesting concept, uh, statistic, 900 engineers. You know, you sort of have the impression that there's one guy with glasses sitting in the back room somewhere designing a golf ball. But uh, this this is this is really a technical process. It is. Yeah. It 900 engineers and a thousand patents. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot goes into it. <laughs> so tell us about the new Tour B line. What 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 can people expect? Well, it, it's the next generation. And, you know, it it, um, it started with a reactive cover. So it reacts differently based on the loft of the club, which is quite unique. Um, and, it, and it really makes it good for, for the, the golfers that have slower swing speeds because we can take care of all those golfers as well. Um, and it's just important not to play a, a ball that has too high of a compression, otherwise you're gonna lose distance. And, and I think that we're educating the consumer and people realizing that really the go-to ball should be the RX or the RXS. And again, you have uh, the 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 Tour B that uh, Tour B X, I guess it is that that Tiger Woods plays, and uh, it it goes down to a ball, as you suggest, that's uh, that's perfect for weekend golfers as well. Yeah, no, exactly right. And you know, we're we're happy to see that players like you know Fred Couples, who still hits it a long way, um, he's playing the RX now. Which which is which is really cool, and it helps us with the the fitting story because you'll hit it, you'll definitely hit it longer, and it still has great feel around the greens. Scott, I knew you reminded me of somebody, you know, playing that RX. You, know, <laughs> you and Freddie. <laughs> yeah, we're, our games are very similar, Frank. Absolutely, there's no question about that. Um, can you define, you know, swing speed? Just because, you know, I think that might be um, an interesting. Point to I know kind of the breakoff at least with Bridgestone's always been around 100 105 in terms of what you're looking at in your golf ball. How is that determined? Well, it, it's it, really the probably the easiest way to do it is you know how far do you hit your 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 seven iron and then kind of base it off of that. Um, and 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 a lot of people are just they're just playing the ball that is too firm for them and they need to have something that's more forgiving and uh and again that's where the low compression comes in and helps most of the golfers there shouldn't be many golfers out there that are playing our our you know our tour bx which is what jason day plays and tiger yeah. and everybody on tour and so again education process and this year because we're getting back into the live ball fitting which we haven't done in years that's really going to help our cause, I think. Yeah. 
How much has manufacturer of golf balls been changed because the equipment has been changing so rapidly as well? How do you how do you keep everything in sync with the the equipment that's changing along with the golf ball? Well, it's so hard because I mean, you know, we've done so much over the years, you know, with the innovation and everything else that you're like, well, how are we going to make this thing better? That's always the the challenge. And when you come out with a new product every two years, you got to do something that that is significant. Um, and, um, and we, we've done it again this year. I mean, we, we were able to get a little more distance and, uh, not sacrifice any, any feel. And then to add the mindset to it, um, is, is a big, big deal in our opinion. It's, it's a unique product. It's different. It's basically a three-step fitting process. Um, and it works out really well. And so basically what you do, you identify your target. And then you visualize your shot and then you execute and focus on the, on the green dot on the ball. So it's, it's really easy. And once you, once you do it a couple of times, it works and works really, really well. And so I think this is going to take off, but it's an education that, that we're going to have to uh, make sure we communicate properly. And I think we will, we've already started it. And the, the feedback at the PGA show was terrific. Um, and, and the great thing about the mindset is you would think we'd be charging extra for that, but we don't, it's, it's the same price as the regular tour B. So it's, it's a really, really good value. I know Jason day is a, is a big proponent of that. And, um, and it, it's not just, uh, some pretty colors on the golf ball. The, the whole notion of, uh, of a, um, you know, a, a process for, for going through your shots, uh, is, is so important and, um, and, you are trying to get at that through this uh, through this mindset uh, on the golf ball. We're talking. Yeah, about- you know it's interesting. Jason has been using the mindset principles for over ten years now. He he was the first one to to start using you know that that idea. Um, his his mind his mental coach is uh, Jason Goldsmith, who's really really good, and he works with a lot of. Uh, Major League Baseball players and NFL players and, um, you know, is now into golf and and all that really helps us come up with with the right product for for any given player. So it's it's really it's really nice to have Jason kind of spearheading this whole thing and him being so passionate about it. It's, It's really nice to see his game coming back around as well. Oh, my gosh. And and he's he's such a great guy. I mean. He's wonderful. He went through some struggles, but to see him win again um, and, and every tournament now he's, he's in, he seems like he's in the hunt. So um, knock on wood, he, he continues that. And Tiger, it looks like uh, he's going to try to play at least once a month, which, which is good. Um, I think he's still struggling a little bit, um, you know, with the, with the ailments and whatever, but um, he's in good spirits and, you know, he's been very visible. So, uh, so knock on wood, we'll see him um, at least once a month this year. It, it really is a, a courageous story at this point. It, you know, his whole uh, uh, focus of the story has really turned to to something, you know, it's kind of like watching someone try and, um, you know, coming back from basically from being, you know, almost crippled as he was. But, but Exactly to, right. Yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, it really is. We're talking with Tim Walsh, Director of Sales for the Western United States at Bridgestone Golf. Uh, Tim, uh, briefly, run through the, the rest of the line that you have for, for other folks available. 
Well, and, and that's 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 the focus, really. Um, it, you know, the the E twelve was a, a product we introduced a, a couple of years ago. Um, it's it's a great ball. It's got good feel, uh, but it's a Surlin cover, so it's more forgiving. And and that's 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 the ball that probably should be the number one choice for for most golfers. Um, and then from there, we, we go down into the E6 product, which has always been our number one seller. Uh, that's what put Bridgestone on the map years ago. And then beyond that, we get into the, the Lady Precept as well as um, the, the Laddie, the more price point balls. But we've got something for everybody is the bottom line. You talk about a story. Boy, that Lady Precept ball so many years ago really kind of turned the golf world on its ear. Oh, absolutely legendary. It was so funny because you had a bunch of uh, club pros playing it themselves, you yeah. know, and everybody's like, what's going on here? But the ball was so good and it felt great and it was long. So it was a great combination. Um, just one quick question. Uh, what about color in terms of golf balls? What What's your reaction to it and what's, what's Bridgestone's reaction? Well, I, I think we all like that. I mean, it's... Um, you know, I, I think, you know, people like color for the most part. We're seeing an increase over the last couple of years. Uh, the manufacturers are getting, you know, pretty creative with that. Um, and we're kind of doing a little bit. You know, we have yellow balls, obviously, and pink balls. But, you know, the, this mindset is a different twist and it's unique. Nobody else has it. And, and, and what mindset is, is you basically have technology on the inside and the outside. No other ball is like that. And it's 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 unique and cool. And yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what happens this year with it. Well, no other rep is like you as well, Tim. So we appreciate uh, you taking the time to be with us today. Tim Walsh, Director of Sales for the Western United States for Bridgestone Golf. You always have a spot here on the Golf to Go Radio Hour. Thanks so much for having me as always, you guys. Be well. Good to talk to you. Take care. Bye. This wraps up another edition of the Golf to Go Radio Hour on Sacktown Sports 1140. Stay with us uh, weekly as we kind of discuss what's going on in the world of golf and talk to some great people as we did today.